Double your defences by getting your COVID-19 and flu vaccines this winter. They're free for over 50s, those at clinical risk, pregnant women, carers, people with learning disabilities, as well as health and social care workers. Don't delay. Get both vaccines now. It's safe to have them both at the same time. Double your defences. Get vaccinated. Get protected. Go to nhs.uk to find out more. This is our People podcast, telling the stories behind South Tyneside and Sunderland NHS Foundation Trust. Hi, and welcome to Our People podcast. I'm your host, Harry Newhouse, and I'm a PR and social media assistant here at the Trust. On today's episode, we'll be talking about the increased pressures our services face during the winter period. To help raise awareness of this and to talk further about this important matter, I am joined by Dr. Sean Fenwick. Sean is a Director of Operations and Deputy Chief Executive here at the Trust. He is also a consultant nephrologist. Welcome to the podcast, Sean. Thank you. So, Sean, uh, you have several roles here at the Trust. Could you explain what your main responsibilities are? So, I'll start with the Director of Operations, which is my principal day job and where I invest most of my time. That's effectively a role that oversees all of the clinical services, both on our acute sites and indeed in our community. So things that people will traditionally recognise, the emergency department, the department of surgery and medicine, but are going expanding into areas like pharmacy um, and into all of our very important and excellent community services. We are entering uh, the winter period and during this time the NHS often faces much greater pressures both in the community and in secondary care in hospitals. Why is this? So in the the winter months we see a change in people's illness presentation. Um, We see an increase in um, flu, we see an increase in other respiratory illnesses and this translates to more people needing admission to hospital and importantly often staying a little longer which presents pressures both in our emergency department who see increased numbers and in our um, hospitals who require more beds to house these people for longer and certainly increased pressure on our community services trying to keep people at home and prevent hospital admission. And how are you involved with helping the Trust manage winter pressures? Um, integral, both on the day-to-day uh, delivery to make sure that the hospital is running as efficiently as it can, but also into areas of winter planning to make sure that we've got um, effective plans um, to, to reduce the risk over winter, also play some external roles, making sure that system-wide planning is in place um, to ensure that our patients are seen quickly and are managed safely. You also the chair the Regions Urgent and Emergency Care Board. Um, can you also t- tell us a little bit about that and what that entails? So I co-chair the Urgent Emergency Care Network with um, Neil O'Brien, um, who is the Medical Director of the ICB. I think it's a really positive step forward showing work between acute providers um, and the ICB so that we end up with the very best plans that we can. The Urgent Emergency Care Board's job is to take stock of the urgent emergency care systems across the whole of North East and North Cumbria and put in strategic change that means that we maximise the use of the resources that we have and to look at where there's areas of variation where some trusts are performing better than others so that other trusts can learn from that and adopt some of those principles. And the ICB is the Integrated Care Board? The ICB is, um, yes, the, the ICB is the Integrated Care Board, um, a new statutory function which is taken over from clinical commissioner groups. Um, they have delegated authority from NHS England to manage 
um, their patch, um, both from a commissioning perspective, but also from a delivery perspective. Our regional ICB will look at the North East and North Cumbria. Yes, that, that's its remit, um, but we often extend beyond that. So yesterday is a good example where we met with other ICBs from the North East and North Yorkshire to ensure that we learn from systems further afield from ours because there are other things to learn um, from them. Brilliant. So what sort of pressures will the NHS be facing this year? Um, the word unprecedented is used um, too often, in my view. But we almost certainly go into winter in a more pressured position than we are historically used to. Um, the ED performance nationally is lower than is typical, showing that we start with area degrees of pressure that we've not necessarily faced going into winter. Um, the NHS itself has devolved less finances to support winter, um, and so there's a little less flexibility around the additional schemes that we can put into place. So we face all of the additional step up in activity, the, the pressure across the system, not only for ourselves, but for primary care, for community services, certainly for the ambulance services, um, but where there's less capacity already in the system to do so. So as we're coming up to winter, what can patients and residents of South Tyneside, Sunland and other surrounding areas do to help ease these pressures? What's really important, and I accept it can be really frustrating to navigate some of the health systems, but it's to ensure that you go to the right place um, for the illness that you're presenting with. Self-care is really important, and there's lots of information around there. Using your local pharmacy, where they can support with symptomatic measures. Um, using your general practitioner when that's appropriate. And then using urgent care, say a, an urgent treatment centre, um, and restricting the use of the emergency department to true emergencies, by which I mean any concerns over severe life or limb-threatening injuries. What we can see is that if you present to the emergency department with something that isn't an emergency, you are likely to wait in a significant extended period. So although it may appear convenient because the doors are always open, you may, feel, you may face a significant period of wait that could be avoided if you'd gone into another service where the weights are appreciably less. We will always concentrate on the sickest patients in the emergency department and not those who've waited the longest. What plans have been put in place uh, this winter to help ease these pressures? There is a huge amount of winter planning that goes um, into making sure that the NHS locally continues to deliver the safest care it possibly can. Um, this is done strategically at the Urgent Emergency Care Network that we've already referenced. There are then more local any delivery boards that are made up of system partners and by that I mean the acute trust, um, the local authority who provides social care um, and a range of other important and key stakeholders that support winter. None of us can do this on our own and we need to work collaboratively to ensure that we use our resources the very best that we can. Internally we will look at our own internal plans, look at where we need to put um, increased resource into the emergency department into areas like same-day emergency care, um, which is where people can't wait for an outpatient appointment but don't need to be in the emergency department where we can see and assess people with significant illness very quickly with a range of extended tests and hopefully get them back home on the appropriate treatment. Do the plans differ each year? Um, they, they differ in emphasis. Um, so some services require greater investment than others year on year. But they are broadly the same around ensuring that we've got beds for people to flow into from the emergency department and to ensure that we've got a clinical workforce that can see the volume of patients that we are faced with. 
And have these uh, like discussions intensified since COVID? Um, they've certainly changed since COVID. Um, we have a new illness to consider. Um, and one of the real risks around COVID and indeed influenza is the risk to um, staff and other patients. Many illnesses you present and you're unwell, but you are not at risk of giving that illness to the patient um, or staff member who's adjacent. So it puts pressure on our bed base, making sure that we isolate people effectively. It's also about people with minor respiratory illnesses not coming to the emergency department, sitting in waiting rooms with other ill, often vulnerable patients to ensure that we protect our community by doing the right thing um, for our own illness. And that leads me on to the next question. The NHS has recently launched the winter vaccination programme. Uh, how important is it for those who are at risk to have their flu and COVID-19 vaccines this winter? Vaccination um, every year is really important. It is almost certainly more important at this point in time, given the volume of illness. People may now think because there's less of a social impact that COVID has gone away, there is a still a significant amount of COVID illness um, in our populations. You cannot forget that vaccination does two things. One, it prevents significant illness to yourself. It doesn't prevent you get the illness, but often that illness is shorter and less severe. But what it also does is significantly reduce the risk of you passing the illness on to your loved ones, your family, your friends. So uh, there is a social responsibility as well as a personal responsibility. I would urge everyone who is eligible to get both their COVID and their flu vaccination, both to protect themselves, but also their loved ones, particularly if their loved ones are vulnerable. And the NHS is offering free vaccines to those at high risk. So if any listener wants to find out more, head to nhs.uk and there is information on who is eligible for free vaccinations and how you can book your appointment if you haven't already done so. That brings us to the end of uh, this episode. So thank you very much, Sean, uh, for joining me today. You are very welcome. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Our People podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and check out our other stories. Hit subscribe to keep up with the latest and catch up with what we've been up to on our Twitter, Facebook and Instagram pages. Just search for our name.